I'm Paddy O'Flaherty, I'm a reporter, and I live in Belfast. Most of my work throughout my working life has been done at night. The nights are dangerous, and it's when things can go very, very badly wrong. And that's so very often the case when you find yourself reporting on a fire. It might have been an accidental fire, and... Most of them do seem to happen in the middle of the night, whether it's an electrical fault or somebody has left a cigarette smouldering or there's been a coal come out of the fire and set fire to a rug. Most of those fires do seem to happen at night. It's when people's guards are down. I still follow fire engines, even as a very aged reporter. When you see a fire engine or hear a fire engine, you always know there is a story happening. There's always a story at the end of the fire engine route. One of the earliest big fires I can recall as a reporter was the fire that followed a bomb attack on an electricity substation in the Castlereagh Hills in East Belfast. That was a massive fire, and it was followed, of course, by countless fires throughout the entire length of the Troubles. This is the main Unit 2 turbine. It's a steam-driven generator. It's uh, capacity is 300 megawatts, so generally we would run about 195 megawatts. Uh, the boiler steam is supplied from the boiler just over there, about 50 yards in the distance. It comes down to a steam turbine at a temperature of 540 degrees centigrade and 140 bars of pressure. My name is Willie Kirkpatrick. I'm a shift team leader here at Kilroot Power Station. Uh, we work... Uh, a four-week cycle here at Kilroot where we do 12-hour shifts. So I started this evening at half seven and I'm through to half seven in the morning. An enormous hole. Yes, well, everything is in a, on, a, on a huge scale. On these borders, we, we burn mainly coal, but we have the capacity to switch to oil firing. How do you... How do you cope with it? How do you cope with having to work when everyone else is asleep and then sleep when the world's busy? Well, it's, it's lovely going home on a lovely cold, wet winter's morning. You, you know you're going to bed and everybody else is standing at the bus stop. And it's, come the summertime with a nice bright mornings and bright days, it's, it's harder to sleep during the day, I have to say. As, as the years go on as well, I find it a bit harder to sleep during the day. Whereas... Uh, when I first started on shift, I would have just clocked out completely and nearly had to be woken to come into work again, you know. But, well, you, your, your body does adapt to it, but I wouldn't say that anybody would say they love shift work, but it's, it's a, a means to an end, you know. It does get just slightly noisier around the corner here, and you may hear some blasts going off. That They are actually uh, air blasters. Just watch this get in there. What's the most difficult time of night, do you think? Well, I'm sure everybody would 
say that, that there's a, a no web at times, you know, about three in the morning, you know, you start to feel feel a bit drowsy and what have you, but uh, you know, you generally you can work through it and it's, it's not too bad, you know. Fire gatherings have been running in Belfast now from from about 2004. We're now using T13, just the absolutely fabulous urban sports playground, I think is its proper name. And what we do is um, every two weeks we come together and we spin fire together and it's just a very communal atmosphere and it's really fun and you can learn off other people and everyone's happy to share their skills. Oh no, I'm a bit scared. Am I going to set myself on fire? No, you're OK. OK, you're okay. hang on. If it's nearly hitting, your f- hitting you in the face and you're doing it right. OK, right. <gasps> ooh, 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 look. Oh, yay! Yeah, yeah, that's you, that's you. We practice really hard with the props unlit before you practice with them with fire just because um, the fire just adds to the focus and obviously because we're spinning usually in night time um, it allows you to see them as well. But what Fearon is about to demonstrate here is a hand wrap and that's kind of one of the more tricky moves. You have to be willing to build up the calluses and the, the burned skin on your hands to learn this one. So um, do you want to demonstrate your hand wrap there? <laughs> so just to de- uh, describe that um, and please don't ever try this at home but um, what he basically has is, is the two poi um, and he's just demonstrating the burned skin um, Fearon has just accepted the fact he's never going to have hair on his arms but um, basically what it is is the two poi a poi by the way is a Kevlar ball on the end of a chain soldered chain with a really good um, turnaround Okay, you're fine. Sorry. Um, what was happening there? What was happening there was that he was trying a really new, tricky move, and he turned too fast and almost caught the back of his hair on fire. Um, and usually, what happens when things like that happen is it'll just kind of smolder for a little while, and then you know you'll realise that you're on fire and put it out yourself. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to it. So um, the poi that he's spinning with is Kevlar ball with a soldered chain and a good handle on the end. And what he, the move that he was doing is called a hand wrap and it involves taking both of the ends of the chain together and twisting his wrists really hard to uh, kind of spiral the chains around his wrists and then the fire hits his hands and then he flicks out quickly and it unspirals the other way. say it's a big site so we do need vans to get ourselves about at times whenever you need things in a hurry. It's a particular atmosphere at night hasn't it with the mountains of coal looming out of the darkness. Oh, yeah. It can be quite eerie at times and you 
you're going to check something by yourself. <laughs> That's a bit unsettling at times. So I stop here and take you into the, the ash and dust plant. noise you heard there was actually the other unit which is at the other end of the building here and that that's these dome valves opening up to allow the dust to come down from the hopper down into the valve itself and then it'll be transported with air out across that's the valves have now shut again and the air's just been put onto this line and that will transport the dust across the silo. Feel the atmosphere, you can actually feel, you can feel the electricity in there. Uh -huh. it's, uh, it's visceral, isn't it? It's that is indeed, yes. So that's the place you find spookiest? For me, yes, that's, that's the spookiest place. And tell me, what, what's the power in there? What were we experiencing in there? Well, at the minute we're generating 195 megawatts of power. It's 195 million watts, so if you, you do the math there, compare it to a 100-watt light bulb, it's, it's quite a bit of power passing through that, that area of the plant at the minute. Somehow the fact that it's night time, I don't know. <laughs> does it not intensify it a wee bit? It does indeed, yeah. There's, there's no other activity going on at night and everything's much quieter around you and you, you know you go through there and that does seem to intensify the whole experience. When you see firepower or any of the fire arts in the dark, it just lights it up and there's something very primal and there's something very um, in our DNA that we just love fire. You know, it's it's a it's a warming, it's a life saving thing, especially in the north of Ireland or in the north of anywhere. You know, the northern hemisphere where it can get so cold and miserable, and it almost has a psychological effect on a lot of people. Um, and there's something about bringing fire into that space, into that darkness, and lighting it up that just makes everyone lift. It gives people a tremendous sense of just kind of excitement and mischievousness and kind of unreal it makes people feel really good um, I don't know if it's just the light, if it's the heat if it's an element, if it's the movement um, if, it's a, if it's the element of danger or what it is there's just something about fire arts in the darkness that just creates a sense of drama and excitement and it's a really enjoyable thing to be a part of. You have to be willing, of course, to go work at night time. That's, that's kind of, you know, we're driving home from a gig in Drumshanbo, as we were a couple of weeks ago, at half three in the morning tends to be a bit of a pain in the neck. Um, but, you know, that's what you do. Different people work different shifts, and we're more than happy to do that because we're enjoying what we're doing. So, you know, why not? But, you know, yes, there's very much, you know, if you're working at night time, um, there is that kind of element of 
it's a mischievousness. It's kind of like, oh, we're you know we're we're kind of working outside the norm, and um, there's something about being awake when everybody else is asleep. It just makes you feel like this is mega hippie, but it does make you feel kind of slightly in a dream. You know, you know, everybody else is asleep and dreaming, and you're awake and alive and doing stuff in it, and. Um, you know, and then you get to sleep during the day when everybody else wants to be sleeping. So it's, it works really well. <laughs> Working as a reporter at night, you find yourself in situations where people don't normally find themselves it's a very much an abnormal existence and when something nasty like a bad fire happens in the middle of the night well then you have this huge cacophony of emotions the sound of the fire the sound of the fire engines the sound of people running about the voices the people in the background wondering what's going on the roaring of the flames the crackling of the wood and the smell, you know, before you get anywhere near a fire in the middle of the night, you can smell it. There's this, this pungent mixture of charred wood and oil and the tar from the roads. You can smell when the, a big fire melts the roadway 